Yo guys, hello, good evening, good morning, good afternoon, good night, wherever you are listening to this. I hope you are fine, fresh, and fucking fantastic. Of course, you guessed it, you don't even need to ask. Absolutely, I'm fine, fresh, and fucking fantastic. Where else would I be on the spectrum of the scale? Um, today's date is the 18th of April, and it's actually 5.30pm on Tuesday. The only reason I know it's Tuesday today is because I train legs. Um, other than that, uh, my days are literally merging as one. Prep vibes. Um, also post-show weekend as well, which always leaves me feel a little bit disorient, just, just discombobulated, disorientated, whichever one I want to roll with. Let's, let's go with both. Um, always leaves me a little bit fried in regards to days. Two bros are on a Saturday, PCA, FitX, NFM Sunday, I think NFM is a Saturday actually as well. Um, so yeah, it, it, it can leave me a little bit fried. But busy couple of days, it's been good, it's been good. So I thought I would come on and do a solo podcast for you guys, um, just to kind of give you an update on progress, update on just general things. Um, my RFL podcast and feedback, the same on the Physique Collective, the one that me and Joe did, feedback on that seemed to go down very well. People seem to be very interested in the reasons behind it, the whys, wheres, and hows, um, and obviously this nutty recomp that's happening kind of post-RFL, um, I just feel like it's cool to document um, and also keep you guys in the loop and updated as much as possible because there seems to be a lot of speculation. There seems to be a lot of um, estimations or predictions that I'm going to be doing early shows and that I'm lying and planning a secret season. Um, Yeah, so I thought I would come on and discuss actually what the plan is. Uh, But firstly, a massive shout out to my client who competed at Fitex First Timers this weekend at the Mac Theatre in Birmingham. Corin absolutely annihilated it. Second place in Masters, um, could not be happier with the result, with the prep, with the peak. Um, I tend to have a period post-show where I'll go away and I'll reflect on the prep, um, you know, and, and, and see if there's anything that I would change or anything that I would alter or anything that I could improve on. Um, and I found myself kind of driving back from Birmingham Sunday afternoon after the show, and I just thought, do you know what? For the first time, I genuinely feel like I wouldn't have changed anything in regards to that prep. It just mapped out better than I could ever expect. Everything to do with that day just went perfect. It was one of those days where the the show gods had aligned, everything was nailed, she was so chilled, so relaxed, so refreshed, so everything that you would want from a client on a show day. And it, it just, it was beautiful to see. Like she had the most fun. We were backstage laughing and joking, just having a good time. And it's one thing that I tend to see quite a lot of shows. You see like coaches really intense or really like over the top with, oh, I need to do this. I need to do this. Or, I need to see this. Or, I need to see this. Or, I need to do this. Like, and it can be quite overwhelming for a client because the client's like, shit, you know, what's, what's going on? Like, I just wanted to have fun with Corin. Like, you know, yeah, there's there's intricacies to the prep, there's intricacies to the peak, but when you're 10 minutes away from going on stage and you're backstage, there's pretty much fuck all you can do. So 
Like, why faff? Like, just chill and have fun. Like, that's, again, what it's all about. So we're pumping up. We're having a laugh. We're taking pictures. You know, we're we're doing what we're there to do, which is enjoy the moment. And it, it couldn't have got any better, honestly. I was so gassed about it. Um, so, yeah, massive shout out to her. We've got another show in two weeks now at PCA. Also, a huge shout out to JJ herself for winning the overall at PCA on the weekend. That was sensational. Um, who else? Leon's client in Australia, placing second. Absolutely sick presentation, classic. Um, I'm sure there's another one I missed. I'm sure there's another one I missed. But yeah, massive, massive results. Um, not just for myself, but for the team, which is fucking sick. Team love, team love. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna come on and give you a little bit of a prep update for myself. So, what am I now? Seven, eight weeks into prep, um, and genuinely feel like, and this is me just being like God's honest truth here. Probably feel like I'm about sixteen weeks in. Um, the fatigue, the mindset. Um, I wouldn't necessarily say that I have food focus, but I'm fucking hungry. Um, I am ready to eat an hour after, two hours after eating. Um, I'm at that point, and you know, if you've ever been in prep and or post-show, you can probably relate to the feeling of where you eat a meal and you're like, I can do that again right now. Um, you know, you can all, all relate to that point. It's just that part of prep where you know, I, I don't really get food focused in the fact that like, I'm like, oh my God, I can't wait for post-show treats. I can't wait for pizza and burgers. And that's, that's not the type of person I am. I'm very much, uh, um, I love what I eat and I love the routine of it. And I love the foods that I'm on. It's just, if I had a choice, I would just have more of it, which you know, I know is a bit of a probably unhealthy mindset, but it's just how I've always been. I, I love what I do and I love bodybuilding. I love every part of it, even down to the meals that I eat, because I am literally a robot. Um, so yeah, that's kind of where I am with it. The fatigue is definitely there. Um, I think, realistically, I was training at maintenance for 12, 13 weeks before we did this RFL, where um, kind of periodization fell that way in regards to coming out of a massing block, where I was ill and kind of in and out of hospital and on tests and stuff. We dropped down to maintenance training. so. I was in the maintenance for a long period of time, obviously training at maintenance when I was in the RFL as well. So this is my first four weeks of mass training progression again, where I am chasing numbers, where I am looking to um, increase volume over the space of a meso, where I am looking to decrease the reps in reserve as my meso, uh, sorry, as my macro cycle just continues on throughout the space of these weeks and um first week, second week, third week, and fourth week. We're currently doing a four to one paradigm. So four weeks on, one week deload. I did briefly message Joe about it today, actually, and said like, with how well progress is going, I feel like I want to do a fifth week. Realistically, it's only Tuesday. I've still got Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday to train. Um, can I do another four days and then another week on top of it? I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Training progression is what's making me think, fuck yeah, let's do a fifth week. But then when I think about the volume I've just done in these last two days and also the the feeling of in the session, I'm, I'm very like blank staring at a wall like, okay, let's get this next set done. 
less focus, less push, and it's very much a, you can probably relate if, if you've been in this point, but you, okay, let's go. Like before every set is that deep breath in, hype yourself up, get ready for it and drive yourself. There's, there's not quite the enthusiasm and the energy that would be there on a typical day of pushing, which isn't anything to say like, you know, oh, I'm not enjoying this or I can't be asked. It's just very much the, oh, this, this, this requires effort and energy that isn't there in abundance at the moment, um, which, which is pretty much, you know, what's, what's the best way of wording this? I'm enthusiastic. I fucking love what I'm doing right now. There's not any part of this or a part of me that's like, oh, I'm done or I'm tired. Blah, blah, blah. This, this, isn't, this isn't a moan or a grumble. It's just uh, cards on the table of I'm feeling the the fatigue of it of, oh, there's definitely a little bit less energy coming in there. However, that being said, <clears throat> we have had food increases over the last two weeks. So some of that fatigue is going to be getting washed away here. Um, I think we have to kind of like realistically give the RFL the credit that it deserves or the respect that it deserves, should I say, the, the four weeks of that and dropping 12 kilos in four weeks is going to create a bit of a hole. Uh, it's going to take time to dig out of that hole. And then to put the body in a place of such hyper response post-RFL. Like at the moment, uh, I'm not sure if like listeners have kind of seen progress pictures that I've been um, posting on stories or on Instagram, but... Uh, the, the general look of the physique right now just doesn't make sense. <laughs> it, it, like I wake up every morning, I'm like, shit, I feel leaner, I feel lighter, I feel fuller. Uh, I, I genuinely wake up feeling pretty fucking pumped, to be honest. Um, and then when I get into the gym and I hit a session, I'm like, holy shit, like, I feel like I've just doubled in size. And it, it, even in the images, it's, you know, where I was, uh, three, just just over three weeks ago, post RFL to where I am now, is like the physique has tripled in size, but I'm like just over a kilo heavier. And if you look at the pictures side by side, it doesn't look like it. It literally looks about like six, seven kilos. It's just laughable. Me and Joe are like laughing about it every day. It's like, what the fuck is even happening? But Let's let's not question it. Let's <laughs> let's let's roll with it. So um, yeah, I thought I'd kind of talk you through it. So obviously, like eighteen hundred calories was the RFL. I've kind of covered that in a previous podcast. We then reversed out of it. Um, did a week deload post RFL. Um, I think we took calories up to like three thousand one hundred post RFL. Um, I did like my first week of training. Training progression was sick. Weight started dropping, so food went up again to like three, two, nine, five, um, where I had like an initial bump up in weight, um, but condition just still massively improving, tighter, leaner, fuller, um, and it tends to, it has this cycle where like two or three days of the first initial food increase, I bump up in weight a little bit, um, I don't know if you can hear tanks snoring in the background. <laughs> Lazy shit. Um, listen to him go. Um, have this initial like two or three days of a weight increase, 
And then all of a sudden, weight will start creeping back down. So, you know, I, I was kind of pushing 95, 95.6, 95.7. I then dropped down to like a 94 and was just averaging around the 94s pretty much the whole of um, the last week of March, I think it was, um, or the second to last week of March. Um, so we had another food increase where we went to like 3,295. Again, bumped up to like 95 and a half, um, which I kind of held for a little while. And then started dropping back down again. And then like just low 95, 94 again. And it was one of those like, you know, Jesus, like what's what's happening here? Like again, so we bumped up food to three and a half. Again, I crept up to like, again, a 95, 95.5, 95.8. And then the same thing happened again, dropping down to like the 94s, 94.7, 94.8. Um, so we've just had another food increase. Um, so food is now sitting at 3,785 calories. Um, so we're pretty much close to a 2,000 calorie increase from where I was four weeks ago in the RFL. Um, and... This morning I was 95.6 kilos. And I think the lowest I got on my RFL was I hit, I think I hit a 93 one day, 93 point something. So technically I'm like two and a half kilos up. Um, even though that 93 was just an anomaly. I think it was averaging around 94. So we call it 93 because it was cool, but 94 I think was pretty much the average of where I ended the RFL. So one to two, one and a half to two kilos up um, post RFL. So sitting like just under 4,000 calories now with uh, 260 gram of protein, 65 fats, 540 carbs, and the introduction of 20 IU of Lantus, which, you know, at first I was like, oh, okay, you know, this might make me feel a bit watery and stuff, but, you know, carbs are there, calories are there, it warrants it, so... Of course, let's just, as always, full trust in Joe. Joe tells me what to do, and I do it instantly. Like, I always joke with, joke with Joe. Joe tells me to jump, and I say, right, how high? Where do you want me to land? How long do you want me to stay in the air for before I come back down? Um, you know, I, I will literally follow the intricacies of everything to the T, um, because I don't want to miss a beat. So that's pretty much where we are now, coming into, like I said, the second session of week four. So peak volume. Um, training performance is, is sick, so good. It's one of those, like, when you get to the session, you're like, right, let's go. After the session, you're back in the prep hall, just, oh, I'm just tired, hungry. When's my next meal? What am I doing next? What's my next tick, next tick list? It's just a box ticking agenda in the day, um, which I quite like. I, I love that routine. Um, steps are marked down at 10 but I'm probably averaging around 12 to 13 at the moment. I'm just very active. Um, I also find I'm very fidgety at the moment. I get like this in prep where I don't like sitting still. Um, I get very uncomfortable. Also workloads very high at the moment as well. So shows coming up, lots of clients in prep. Um, it makes me very excited and makes me very active. So I'm constantly neurologically driven. I'm constantly like thinking, right, cool. What's next? What's next? What's next? Um, you know, loads of podcasts getting recorded, loads of content getting recorded. And it just makes me very active. And I just, I feel like I want to constantly do something. So switching off isn't the easiest. However, I'm okay with that. 
You know, I allow myself time in the evening, um, and I actually spoke about this today on a podcast with Joe and Jazz, um, where once it gets to like half eight in the evening, I know I've done enough in the day to earn an hour to just sit down and chill out and not look at my phone and not do anything. So I allow myself that time to chill out, but, you know, throughout the day, I'm, I'm very kind of active, whether that be neurologically or systemically in regards to like physicalities, but that's just how I like to move. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much where we are in regards to the nitty gritty food side of stuff. One thing I haven't really gone into the depths of or the realms of are PDs. So I thought I'd come on and discuss where they are because I know that's something that a lot of people are um, interested in. It's not really something that I discuss on show some social media um, because people can take it out of context. I don't think Instagram is really the platform to talk about uh, drug loads and you know what what's being taken. You know, I think a lot of people take that kind of stuff out of context. They're like, oh, you know, that's what I now need to take, and it's not. It's very individual. It's very um, what's the word I'm looking for here? Um, kind of situation based as well. Um, but anyway, I'm going to dive into it because it's something that is relevant to the journey. So. I'm actually, in the grand scheme of things, running very, very low um, total anabolic load compared to what I have done in the past. And I think this is something that became as quite a surprise for people when I spoke about the RFL. I was still within my maintenance um, dose of anabolics, where I was literally only running, um, I think it was 300 tests, I think 100 mass. Or it was 200 tests and 100 miles. I know it was either like three or 400 peak load um, that I was running within that RFL, which in the grand scheme of things, like, is fuck all compared to what I've done in the past. Like, literally dust. I, I joke and say I basically smell the vial and then that's it, done for the day. Um, but we have taken it up. So I'm currently on a 800 milligram total where I'm running 300 milligram of test. 500 milligram of Masteron, and that is it. Obviously, there are the other kind of like ancillaries going in. So I've got um, 1,000 milligrams of metformin. I've got growth hormone at 4 IU a day. So 2 IU in the morning, 2 IU in the evening. Telemacitin at 80 milligrams. I've got injectable L-carnitine at 250 milligrams upon wake. I've also got T3 and T4. T3 at 25 milligrams and uh, sorry, T4 at 100. And like I said, the introduction of Lantus in with my first meal at 20 IU. And that is my total drug load at the moment. Um, you know, for anyone that knows doses or kind of um, exposures, that is relatively low. And, you know, don't get me wrong, that is going to titrate up. We are on an escalation model. So it will get higher within this phase. There'll also be periods where it will get lower and things will get tweaked and adjusted according to what it is that we're looking to do. Well, I don't know what happened there, but um, for some reason my phone wanted to connect to GarageBand and it completely cut me off. How rude. Um, anyway, we took a short interlude and we are back in the hot seat. Um, where was I? Drugs. Um, yeah, so obviously it's all situation dependent, but yes, we are on an escalation of the model, uh, escalation model at the moment, um, and that is chosen by Joe. Whatever Joe says, I'll take, I think. Um, but yeah, in the grand scheme of things, it's very low. Um, it feels good as well. I'm not sure if anyone kind of um, 
again relates to this, but I know when you're at kind of like peak drug exposure and you're at, you're at the high realms of like, you know, a couple of grams total load, you do feel very sluggish, very ugh. Um, but I don't feel that. I feel fresh. Now, is that because I'm leaner and, and, and more athletic? Is it because I'm more efficient with digestion, food? You know, th there's so many aspects at play there. It's, it's almost impossible to say. But yes, I would definitely be feeling healthier from the effects of having lower exposure for sure. Um, but this is the exciting thing. Where we are right now in correlation to how little we're taking and doing that leads for a very, very exciting trajectory moving forwards, which leads me to the closure of the podcast of, Brad, when is the secret show planned? When are you actually competing? I promise I have no secret shows planned whatsoever. There is nothing sneaky in the pipeline. There is nothing that I'm planning to pull out of a bag. I'm not going to rock up at a show all of a sudden and just say, ha Guess what? I'm doing a secret show. Like there is, there is none of this planned, um, and it's, it seems to be the running joke at the moment. Um, every show that I've been to, whether I'm spectating or having clients there, I've been asked by multiple people, "Am I competing?" I mean, to be fair, I am fucking tanned at the moment. I've been running through my skin um, protocol for prep just so I'm ready and skin's good. So I, I get that, um, and also I'm probably what most would class <laughs> a lot leaner than 19 weeks out. So I, I definitely understand where the questions are coming from. Uh, but no, there is nothing planned whatsoever. And as I've said this morning and multiple times, unless Joe turns around and says, this is the game plan, then it's not going to change. Um, I, I do as I'm told and I follow the lead and I will literally, to the end of the earth, will always follow the lead of whatever Joe says. So if Joe, Joe wants an early show, we'll do an early show. If not, the original plan is the plan that we stick to, which is the 3rd of September is my first show at PCA Manchester. And then it's pretty much every weekend after that. Um, so yeah, it's crazy. Like, you only get opportunities like this in bodybuilding, very rarely, where the body just responds so fucking well. And right now, digestion's perfect, sleep's perfect, training performance is perfect. Drug exposure is low, like life and my routine is allowing me to do all of these variables with so much ease. Why the fuck would I want to cut that short? Why would I want to just go, oh yeah, cool, let's do an early show. Like why? It's, it's I've got this time mapped out. I've got this space to be able to do this. And when the body's producing such good results, why would I want to slow that down or prevent it from happening? Why would I not want to milk it for as much as possible and then say, right, cool, now we've done this and we've added all this. We can still stick to the original plan and prep in 19 weeks. Like, that's that's the goal, you know? The idea is that we eke out this progress for as long as we physically can and hold composition in such a place that, say, eight weeks out, we just go, right, cool, now we have to start digging. Now we have to start putting ourselves back in the deficit to get the last bit of body fat off and coming truly fucking shredded when we just spent the last however many weeks growing and utilizing as much of this recomp as we possibly can. It just, it makes no sense to do an early show. Like I really, I can't stress that enough and it's not something that I'm willing to sacrifice either just for, 
I don't even know what I'd be risking it for. Um, the potential of doing a quieter show and an easier win, which, okay, cool. There's, there's, you know, efficacy in that, you know, if I wanted to do an easier show and I wanted to do quieter shows, which seemed to be the case at the start of the season. However, I can't guarantee that. I can't guarantee now that every show after this is going to be a quiet one. The, the first few have, but doesn't mean anything now moving forward. They could all start getting busy. Same with standards. Some of the shows have had lower standards. Some of the shows have had ridiculous standards. You know, you don't know who's going to turn up. Why cut it short in hope that it's going to be a quiet show when the idea is that I want to do busy, high standard shows to see where I fare against people because that's the aim of the game. Like I, I, I plan and hope to one day, you know, take a shot at a pro title. So why would I be wanting to cut that short when progress is so sweet and why would I want to pick a quieter show or the possibility of a quieter show when the idea is to run for pro cards um, I can't see any other reason as to why I'd want to do an earlier show um, I'm not in any rush, I'm not in any hurry I don't have any sort of need or, or warrant for it uh, tell a lie actually, there was a period of time where I kind of mapped out my clients um, competitive season and I sat there for a moment, I was like, I've got 38 client shows this season, and then I've also got my own. There's a few clients who wanted to do the same shows as me on the same show days, and I thought, fuck, like, this is going to be intense. Um, and I looked through the schedule, and I didn't have anyone at the time competing in August. I, I do now. Um, I didn't have anyone competing in August, so I thought, hmm. Could I potentially bring it forward a little bit and do the... Um, what was it called? It's not. Is it True Athlete? The, the the one that's replacing the Arnolds in August. I thought about that and I thought, no, nah, no, nah, I'm going to stick to the original plan because that's the plan. Uh, so there was a brief moment I thought about it based on my schedule, but you know, I've spoken to the clients that I've got competing at the same time. Um, I've explained the situation. I could still work. I could still prep them, but if I'm at a different show or if I'm in a different country, there's not a lot I can do about being at that show. So. That's something that just I can't guarantee this season for the first time. You know, last season I proved my point that I would be at every single client show that I could, and I did that. I didn't miss one. Um, this season I will do exactly the same. But if I'm on stage, or if I'm in another country competing, I I can't be in two places at once. It's sadly impossible. <laughs> as much as I'd like to try and do that, um, if say for example I'm on stage in the morning and I have a client on stage in the evening. Absolutely, I'm going to be there. Uh, but if, say, happens, you know, two classic boys, one's in PCA, and I'm in two pros, I can't. Um, that's not what happens. It's different days. But you know what I mean. If I'm at a different show, I can't be in two places at once. So I will be on the end of the phone, and I'll be picking people as, as, as I would if I was there. But it's just one thing that I can't do or be there in person, um, which all clients understand, all clients are fine with. So one of those things this season, it comes with being a progressive bodybuilder and also a coach. Um, you have to be able to balance the both of them. So that is what I will do. But guys, that wraps up this evening's podcast. So uh, I'm not really sure what I'm going to call it, but we'll just call it the the nuttiest recomp in all the land. I think I've already called one that actually. We'll just call this. We'll call this the update. Just a prep update, shall we? We'll keep it nice and simple. Um, but it is a pleasure as always, my squad. Uh, much love to you all for listening and tuning in as ever any questions anything you need anything you want to know or go into more detail about please feel free to drop me a message either on 
uh, Instagram or my direct number if you have it on WhatsApp, if I like you that much. Um, but other than that, stay blessed, much love, and I will catch you all soon.